the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back with you here on 710 KNUS for the great Peter Boyles. I'll be with you until 9, and then I'll replace myself until 10. Then Charlie Kirk, live and local at 3 with Stefan Tubbs, and then I'll be back with you for the rest of this week. Behind the glass, Billy, who has found some wonderful sound here that we just played at the end of the last segment. I um, the, the texters, by the way, today have been particularly insightful, not just on the Doloff thing, but on this one. So I want to set the stage. You guess the topic may be a new segment of this show based on the vice president's comments. Uh, Monica Crowley tweeted this out as it sounds like a scene from Rain Man. Billy, what do we got? I don't, I don't understand how she can't hear it when she says it four times in five seconds, right? If you tried to guess the topic, you would not have in your top 100 predicted high-speed internet in Louisiana, and that's exactly what the topic was. But text of the morning so far on that topic goes to, I'm going to read it verbatim, I had just finished enjoying some cannabis when I heard the Kamala Harris statement. I thought she was going to recite lyrics to dust in the wind (laughs) maybe maybe she was also high when she spoke unfortunately i don't think she gets to use the green crutch there because that was all just (laughs) i I don't understand it but i'll agree with the vice president on this there is significance to the passage of time and let's uh, We're bringing on Matt Connolly from a great new startup, a news outlet here, Aggregator, also uh, with a ton of original content. Also, Matt Connolly from Campfire, Colorado. You heard him on the show a couple weeks ago as they were launching this thing. And I wanted to talk to him about something that uh, they reported on yesterday. But, Matt, what did you hear there in that little statement from the vice president? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me, George. You know, it's. And that is bizarre. When I was listening to it, what I imagined was she was sitting somewhere looking at the Biden administration's poll numbers over the last few months and year here <laughs> and just pondering on how the passage of time has been so, so cruel to the Biden administration and to Kamala Harris uh, over the last year. And I, after listening to that, George, and some of what she said over the last few weeks here particularly – I don't know what's more terrifying, the fact that Joe Biden is our president or the fact that Kamala Harris is second in line. There are people out there, Matt, who have spent considerable time uh, praying, engaging in dark magic practices, all all garnered around protecting the health of the president. Just, just Even if they disagree with him politically, like, keep on going, keep on going, because this is the alternative. And I... I just I if you anybody else murmuring the significance of the passage of time four times on a street corner would be grabbed up and taken to the rubber room. 
But in this case, it was a speech about high-speed Internet. In Duluth. I know you didn't call in to talk about that, buddy. Tell us about this. I found this fascinating for a couple of reasons. One, that it happened, the reason for it happened. And again, it was Cherry Creek who had just gotten done releasing the information that they were going to ban valedictorians and class rank from uh, academia. Tell us what happened. Yeah, just a, another bizarre and troubling story out of Aurora yesterday. Uh, yesterday morning, um, I opened up uh, the laptop and was looking at uh, some breaking news and saw that Cherry Creek had canceled the A-Town Boys and Girls All-Star Game. Uh, and they cited the general crime environment, the crime wave that has been occurring in this state and in Aurora, as the reason. Uh, no specific threat to the game. They just said crime in general. Um, and unfortunately, that means that these boys and girls won't be playing uh, that all-star game. Uh, the, the police department in Aurora, they did not cite any specific threat. They said they were felt, felt confident uh, in protecting the game out there. Um, so it was really a bizarre situation. Uh, by the time that I looked at the story again last night, it seemed as though the story had changed. Um, and they were saying that there was a specific threat to this game. Is that um, new? That, that, that was something story. they added in later? It is. It's something that they added in later. And to me, this is a specific example of why we do need uh, independent news sources like CampfireColorado.com. Because at the beginning of the day, they just said that they were canceling this out of an abundance of caution. There was no specific threat. Um, and then I think that they got called out. They got called out by CampfireColorado.com. They got called out by Dustin Zavonic, a great leader there in Aurora, saying that, hey, we can't let the criminals run our city we need to let these kids play they faced enough troubles over the last year or two uh with the lockdowns and the adults enforcing these lockdowns they've missed out and these are the good kids they're out there they're playing basketball uh they're trying to do things right and we can't let the criminals run um our community here so i applaud dustin for doing that and i think that what has happened here is that the school they got caught um and they knew that what they were doing was wrong and these kids should be able to play so it's, it's a bizarre situation. I tried to get more information last night uh, from the police department. I was not able to get in touch with them. But it seems like one of these situations where the adults, again, are ruining things uh, for the kids, George. Well, I, I think there's a couple tiers to this. And one, as a parent, let me say this. If the schools perceive a threat to the health or safety of the kids, especially when I'm not around to make different decisions for them or protect them. I, I want them to take certain steps. Don't, don't get me wrong there. In fact, you know, our kids' school just went on lockdown uh, in Highlands Ranch last week, I think, because there was a report of a kid in the parking lot with a gun. Now, it turned out, turned out it was one of those guns, I can't remember the name of it, that shoots these little water pellet things. But they don't know that at the time. I, I'm okay with that, right? I'm okay with that. And in this circumstance, though, to uh, say we're canceling it because of just some general sense of crime that's super interesting as well. And for folks that don't know, this um, a what I can't remember what it's called a um, geez the eight All- town boys and girls eight, that's right. The, remember in the season, this is it. This is the last game of the year because we just had the state basketball championships uh, this past weekend that Thunder Ridge won for the five A boys, uh, and I think Grandview won it for the the girls. But this particular game has at least one player from each of the big Aurora schools that are there, right? Aurora Central, Cherokee Trail, Gateway, Granby, all the rest of them. They at least give one 
superstar athlete to him. So this is a big deal for the community. They canceled it in 2020 because of the COVID. They brought it back last year. But for it to be canceled because of crime and there's a disagreement between the crime stoppers, Aurora PD and the school district, what is going on? What in the world's going on, Matt? Yeah, it's hard to say. It seems like there's some confusion in the press reports on exactly what is going on out there. But I think at the end of the day, uh, what we have here is a situation where the school, unfortunately, is not standing up for these kids. And it's a, it's a pattern that we've seen uh, across the state over the last few months and last few years here, frankly, between the lockdown, some of these things that you're talking about recently, where they're getting rid of valedictorians. I mean, these kids deserve to be out there in a competitive environment. They deserve to be able to live their lives um, and have a normal childhood experience. They deserve to be able to go out and play a basketball all-star game um, and not have to worry about it being canceled because of the adults in the situation. So, so it's a story that we're following closely at CampfireColorado.com, um, and it, it, it's a story of something that we've seen, like you said, George, uh, for the last few months here of the adults just making poor decisions, it seems like. Uh, if there was a specific threat, that's an entirely different situation. It would be nice if uh, the school district could get their story straight. But from what I've seen, it looks like they got called out. They got called out by local leaders there in Aurora. They got called out by CampfireColorado.com. Um, and now they're trying to cover their tracks. But you know what? They shouldn't be ruining these kids' childhood. They should let them go live normal experiences. Um, and we're going to keep track of this closely. Matt, I think the thing that you hit upon that's so key here is there is a controversy that has yet to be fully fleshed out, in my opinion, potentially, at least a conflict, if not a controversy, a conflict between the school district's decision. And by the way, they don't sponsor this. I think it's sponsored by the Aurora Sentinel, of all things. Hard to imagine they're pro-competition uh, when they're the only paper in town and they hate all Republicans. But nonetheless, um, they sponsor this event. But the school district chose to cancel it because they were hosting it at one, I think at one of their gyms and I don't know which one, but this is interesting because it's reported that the decision to cancel the game was made by the district and that was put out by the Aurora police department. That is interesting. Normally if the school district were going to say, Hey, we want to hold this event and the cop showed up and said, Hey, we don't think we can keep you safe. Everyone would go, okay, I got it. But the cops here are not saying that. The cops are not no. saying that they couldn't do it or they thought it was unsafe. This was the school district. That's interesting. We need to get someone from Aurora PD. In fact, if you're listening out there right now at 710KNUS, you know how to text us. You can go on the app or online at 710KNUS.com. You can also reach out, by the way, to Matt Conley at CampfireColorado.com. You guys have a, a comment place in there or, hey, if you know breaking news, click here kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. You can email us at team at campfirecolorado.com. That's listed down at the bottom of the website uh, for you to click on, and it'll shoot us an email. Yeah, George, the Aurora PD told Denver Channel, ABC in Denver, that they, quote, felt confident uh, that they could secure the location, but they left the final decision in the hands of the district. And in the Aurora Sentinel, it says, on Sunday, a spokesperson said there was no specific threat regarding the school or the A-Town All-Stars annual event. On Monday, however... After they got some blowback, uh, the spokesperson said they were alerted to a potential threat on social media. So I think there's something there that needs to be explored further. It seems very confusing. It seems like uh, they got caught and decided to to change what they were saying there. I don't want to say that this is now an indication that uh, Cherry Creek is coming off the rails because the two decisions, the decision to cancel valedictorians and class rank was made by the eight 
Cherry Creek High School principals, who are unnamed in their letter, by the way. Um, and then this is made by probably some district administrator. I don't know if the school board voted on this or not. Those aren't necessarily related. But but this too, Matt, I, when I, I wrote this column that has gotten a significant amount of play about the canceling of valedictorians and class yep. rank – and what's interesting is we can't get anybody from the Cherry Creek School Board to come on air to talk about that decision that they didn't even make, that the principals made. And so it's weird that you're seeing these two events that both cancel competitions, one because of angst, that's valedictorian in class rank, and the other because of public safety, of school safety. Maybe the final part of this thing that's a, a big deal is let's take them at their word that they did it because they were super scared. What does this say about the nature of crime in our communities uh, as we head into the November elections? Well, I think it says that it's one of the top issues in this state, and it's one of the top issues across the country because this is an issue that's affecting people in every zip code, in every city, in every town across the state. Um, And you see it every day on the morning news, on the evening news, in the newspaper, on Twitter, on your Instagram, everywhere you look. Um, And these policies can be traced directly back to the Democrats in power in Denver, uh, to Governor Polis, to the Democrats in Washington, D.C., to two Democrats running in races here, in congressional races in Colorado, um, in CD7, Brittany Pedersen, and in CD8, uh, Yadira Caraveo, who both voted uh, to decriminalize fentanyl. And now we know that that's pouring over our southern border. It's made in China. It's pouring into the state of Colorado. Um, and about two Coloradans a day are dying from fentanyl. And they refuse to vote in this legislative session to overturn that 2019 law that they both voted for. So Democrats, uh, the bill is coming due. Um, it's coming due in 20, 2022. Um, and I think it's going to be it's going to be a big year for Republicans. But unfortunately, it's a tragedy what their policies have caused in this state. This is a little bit of an aside from the cancellation of this basketball game because of the fear of the school district. But um, the bill that's due is the one correcting that huge fentanyl faux pas that took place. And uh, folks may not remember, but back in 2019, when this thing was being debated, there were district attorneys who came forward and testified against it, saying, please exempt fentanyl from this. And, of course, the legislature uh, and I think it may have even been bipartisan, Matt, but the legislature passes this thing and then the governor signs it into law. And now in the year of the mulligan, the legislative mulligan, we're back going, well, I know we passed that, but we didn't mean it. And we really didn't think it through and all that. Where are we today on March 21st that we still don't have a draft bill that Coloradans can look at to see how they're going to tackle this thing? I mean, when are they going to answer the question, what are you doing about this epidemic of fentanyl deaths? It, it is very unclear. The Gazette has been beating the drum on this through their editorial board uh, for months now. They've been calling for action. Um, and it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen. Alec Garnett, the Speaker of the House in Denver, has said that he's going to try to address it. Um, but I just don't believe that, George. He, he, he hasn't been able to do anything on this. It seems like the Democrats don't want to move and do anything on this. And you know what? The media is refusing to reach out to some of these specific legislators who are running in these races in 2022 and ask them questions about it. It took months of urging from me and others to get them to ask Yadira Caraveo, who's running up in CD8, uh, whether she regrets taking that vote in 2019. She might be the Democratic nominee in our new congressional district up there. Um, and she finally got on the record for the, in the Greeley Tribune, and she refused to apologize 
for passing that legislation. She refused to say whether she would uh, vote to reverse that legislation. And this is something that the police chief of Denver and law enforcement officials around the state um, have said people are dying from, from this fentanyl that's made in China and brought over our southern border. Um, so it's a big question. It doesn't seem like any action is going to happen on it soon. I um, mean, we need members of the press. We're trying to do it at CampfireColorado.com to reach Democrats and ask them what they're going to do to reverse that law now in the legislative session. And then also, what is your plan to secure our southern border uh, with Mexico to try and stop uh, these drugs from coming over our border and killing our neighbors? Yeah, I will listen. All of these things are interrelated, but they have one common thread is and that is the people that are in charge of government right now can't get it done or they're not doing it right. Um, and I can't I can't remember the name Pete had attributed to Brittany Pedersen, Fentanyl Barbie or something like that. But she is a big time sponsor on almost all of this watering down of the criminal justice code and the penalties for this, that and the other, including the fentanyl thing. It'll be interesting to see how she deals with that if there's ever going to be a debate that she agrees to that's not hosted by the Democrat-loving Nine News uh, team out there. Um, it'll be really interesting. But to get to, to just wrap up this one topic, this is all part and parcel of a crime wave that is undeniable that is sweeping across Colorado. In fact, Common Sense Institute, which I've been a, a criminal justice fellow at, uh, we're going to release here in the next week or so an updated report with all the new 2021 numbers that we were missing to kind of quantify and really to monetize the cost of crime in the state of Colorado. No shocker to anyone that crime surged, not just in 2020, but in 2021 as well, not pandemic related, of course. And we're now at, I think, an, an estimated cost to Coloradans of $32 billion for one year's worth of crime. And now we can see the non-monetary cost, and that is Kids' lives are being disrupted out of, a quote, an abundance of caution because despite what the police say, school districts are terrified that they cannot keep people safe. We're turning – I mean, is this going to turn Colorado into escape from New York? I mean, that's probably an exaggeration. But, my God, where are we going when we start canceling all-star basketball games? It's a, it's a sad state of affairs, and we're going to have an opportunity to correct some of this uh, in November, and I hope that we do. Because there's a lot at stake, George, and as you see, as you see in this news, it's a small example with this story of the All-Star Game being canceled. But the people that we have in office and the people that we have leading these our local communities, they matter. Um, and it seems like these people who are making these decisions, whether it's getting rid of valedictorians, it's canceling this game. Uh, you know, they live in these worlds, these bubbles that are not in reality. Um, and those decisions, they hurt uh, the next generation of Coloradans. And it's time for folks to step up to the plate and to say no more of any of this, to help solve some of these crime issues that the root causes, uh, and to toss some of these Democrats out in November so we can get to work. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Just to, just to highlight the, the difference in tone, by the way, and message between the school district and, uh, and Aurora PD, Aurora PD comes out and says, due to recent incidents of youth violence in the metro area, not we canceled the game. It says the Aurora Police Department was planning to increase our presence at the A-Town All-Star yep. Game Monday evening. In our conversations with Cherry Creek School staff, the Aurora Police Department was confident with the additional security measures and left the final decision to cancel the event in the hands of school officials. And I get that they get to make that decision because they own the property. 
And then uh, they dis- the police department declined to discuss the nature of the information shared with the district. And then the school district comes out and says the cancellation should not make district families feel unsafe to attend or participate in sporting events. Right. What? Yeah. You just had a school district say we don't believe the police when they say they can keep us safe. But you should not feel scared about coming to events in the future. What? Buddy, this story, I hope that people, especially if you got any officers from Aurora PD who know the inside scoop of what's going on, we'd love to get someone on here to talk about it. We're going to have Dustin Zvonik, Aurora City Councilman, come on in the... About, I think about 8.30 this morning to talk about this. But we need to know what's going on here. When there's a disagreement between the police and the school district about the level of safety, rarely do you see a school district saying, we don't believe you when it comes to being able to keep people safe. And that's what took place here. Matt, keep up the great work. We'll have you on in the future as you continue to break this stuff. And people can reach out to you with any tips on great stories out there at, what is it called, team at, camp, at coloradocampfire.com? Team at CampfireColorado.com. Reach out. Subscribe to our morning newsletter, CampfireCoffee.com. It's $5 a month. It helps support all the great work that we're doing, and I appreciate you having me on, George. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate that. Matt Connolly from Campfire Colorado. Listen, when we come back, um, a, a couple questions about this. One, especially if you're a parent or a grandparent of kids in that high school, middle school range, Do you agree with this decision? Do you want to see the district saying, hey, if we think it's unsafe, we cancel events like this? And where you're at right now, whether you're in Aurora or Parker or Lakewood or uh, up north, Broomfield, do you feel unsafe? I mean, are there things about whether it's sporting events for kids or going out at certain times of night? Do you feel unsafe out there? Is this going to be the trend, or is this just a one-off? Is this just Cherry Creek? Is every now social media quote-unquote threat or aggressive statement by anyone towards an event going to mean the cancellation of it? 303-696-1971. We're going to continue this conversation. There are so many many layers to this thing. Uh, I'd like to get in with you as well as what's going on in Cherry Creek. Dustin Zvonik, City Council member on at 830. Look, until then, you're listening to George Brockler. I'm filling in for the great Peter Boyles. This station right here, 710 KNUS. George Brocker back with you here on this Tuesday morning for the great Peter Boyles at 710 KNUS. Tons of texts coming in, and you can always reach us there at the 710 KNUS app or at 710KNUS.com. I prefer, where possible, the phone calls for the conversation at 303-696-1971. Continuing this conversation, we had Matt Conley from Campfire Colorado on to discuss the decision by Cherry Creek Schools over the input from the Aurora Police Department to cancel an annual event the A-Town, A, of course, Aurora, the A-Town uh, All-Star Game that is something that uh, I think everyone looks forward to. It's kind of the last big basketball event of the year after the state championship. It was canceled yesterday, last night, because the district believed that there was such a threat to the safety of the attendees and the players that uh, they needed to cancel it. So many different layers to this. It's it's incredibly yeah, it's, it's again, again, that's such a good point by Billy. It's interesting to me that the trained professionals and let's make sure we understand who we're talking about here. This isn't like a town marshal. This isn't like Andy Griffith saying I can keep the school safe. This is the second largest police department in the state of Colorado, 750 to 800 sworn 
peace officers, maybe less than that after the uh, the Senate bill uh, 217, but uh, it's somewhere around there. These are some of the most active, experienced professionals in the law enforcement community in the state of Colorado, if not this region of the country. They said, hey, yeah, we're going to beef up our presence there, but we're confident. Those are their words, confident that everyone there will be safe. The school district, in its omnipotence, overrules the police. I'm not sure I've ever heard of that happening. I mean, if the school district thought they were safe and the police came in and said, you're not safe, we would expect the school district to go, oh, well, hell, we better cancel, right? I have never seen a circumstance where the police or law enforcement has said we're good to go and the school district said, I disagree, I don't believe you. What's going on here with Cherry Creek or what's going on with the school district? And I want to put this in a broader context. We're starting to see more and more of this school administration thing overruling everybody else in, I think, in their genius, in their brilliance, in their omnipotence. And and let me give you another example. I I just published this column. We talked about this last week. Hell, I may read the column about the Cherry Creek principals, eight of them unnamed on a letter that said starting 2026, class of 2026, we're canceling valedictorians, we're canceling class rank because we think it'll create angst. Now, that's the school district overruling. I don't it could be more than a century. It could be centuries of a school finding someone to be the superior academic performer, a valedictorian. And now in 2022, we found eight people who just know better and they've decided to take the controversial step, not unprecedented, but certainly rare to cancel class rank and to cancel class valedictorians. But then you don't have to go too far to remember the fact that at one point, health officials and the CDC and other doctors and people that we refer to as experts, and I'm using air quotes, came out and said, let's stop keeping kids in class and they don't have to be masked anymore. And again, the school administrators, I'm not just pointing my finger at Cherry Creek here, but in different parts of the state and different parts of the country showed up and said, we disagree. We disagree. We don't want to go back to labor unions. We don't want to go back to school. We disagree with you. What is this trend that is developing where the experts in a certain area are being overruled by the current school administrators? And are you seeing this in other areas of your kids or grandkids education? 303-696-1971. I am really fascinated with the decision to overrule the police. Now, keep in mind, this game was going to be played, I think, at Overland High School which I don't think is an Aurora school. I think it's an Arapahoe County school, definitely in Cherry Creek for sure. Um, Could this thing have happened? As I'm sitting here listening in the break to some of the stories about this, could this have happened in Douglas County, Larimer County, Weld County, Pueblo? Have you ever heard of a school district canceling an event like this because of some threat after law enforcement has said, no, no, we got it. We got it. We'll just send more guys, but we don't think this is going to be an issue. What is taking place with school districts these days? And I don't think this is a Cherry Creek thing. I'd sure love it if someone had the guts to come on air and answer some questions like, hey, school board, what are you going to do about the decision to get away with valedictorian, to cancel valedictorians in class rank? But they won't come on to talk about it. Turns out, by the way, that's kind of a big story, uh, bigger than I thought. Uh, It's been picked up by the Daily News, which is a U.K. outfit. Uh, It's continuing to make its rounds. Daily Mail, that's what it is. The Daily Mail. Thank you, Billy. Uh, I would encourage you to go out to the Denver Post, even if you're not want to do so normally. Take a look at that column and send it on to folks because there is something afoot here. There is something going on. And hopefully you have the answers for us at 303-696-1971. Jack 
You're on 710 KNUS. What do you think, Jack? Of course I have the answer for it. This oh. business of eliminating the valedictorian, which has been traditional for so long, and all it does is celebrate excellence. It, it, it's, it's foundational, basic communism. It's, it's Obama's new world order. Everybody's the same. Nobody is able to excel uh, above anyone else. No country should be above any other country. You need to you need to root this out wherever you see it and slap it down, George. Jack, do you think that this decision then was made not because of their fear of security, but because they just don't want to see? And again, the school district came out and said, we would be happy to look to reschedule this game in the future. So they've at least sent the message. We're looking to do this, but they canceled it last night because they didn't believe the police when the police said that they could keep them safe. Do you think that that's an anti-competition thing? Do you think it's a the school district always knows best thing? I mean, what is it? I separate the two. The valedictory thing is exactly what I said it was about the, you know, the canceling the game. You don't know that they don't have some outside information that they're that they're acting on that they're not uh, uh, articulating. So, I mean, I don't know the story on that. Well, well, let me say this, and thank you for bringing that up. What we do know is whatever information they have, they got from the police. And when the police gave it to them, the police said, we're not worried. We're confident that we can just send some more, you know, cars and folks around there and everything will be good. Drive on. And the school district said, I don't believe you. Well, if it's based on what the police suggested or is it based upon some other information they have, that's that's where I wouldn't be able to take a position. Yeah. Do you you get the feeling without knowing more? And you now know as much as I do about this that's been released from the school district and the police. Did you just feel like that we're in an era now where school districts are just um, immune from scrutiny and they just they just put themselves in a position to make decisions contrary to almost any other tradition, trend, input, expert advice? Like this is uh, at a place where the only occupation that can never be assailed is education. These school shootings are deplorable, and everybody hates them. But look what they did to Chuck Bonnewell. only thing he was trying to do was he was trying to illustrate how absurd something was. He had absolutely no intention of actually being uh, uh, interpreted literally, and they destroyed the guy. All he was doing was trying to, to make an outrageous example and make a point. He was just trying to make a point, and yeah. they destroyed the guy over it. Anybody with a brain knows that's what it was. Well, I—, I... I'll say this, and, and Chuck's a friend, Julie's a friend, too. I, you just can't joke about the school shooting thing. But but let's get back to this point right here. In terms of the valedictorian and class rank thing, is that another indication that an administration, in this, in, in this case it's the principals of these eight Cherry Creek high schools, that they just know better, that they just have? I mean, I, I don't think this was open for public discourse. I don't think parents got to opine on this. This feels like this was just a decision of eight nameless people who got in a room and decided – um, there's too much angst in the top 10% of our classes, of our academic achievers. Let's take it away by saying everybody gets a participation ribbon. Well, they they should have something to offer beyond it, too much angst because that's too vague. If they have something specific, they should present it. If they don't, then I don't think they have the right to do it. That's as simple as I can make it. Jack, I appreciate you listening on this, and thank you for that input. Jack's line is open at 303 696 71. Um, at 8.30, we're going to be joined by Aurora City Councilman Dustin Zavonik, who ha- is the chair of the public safety, I don't know if it's committee or working group or task force or fill in some governmental bureaucratic name, but he's in charge of it now in Aurora. 
and uh, doing some tremendous things in terms of trying to keep Aurora retention, increase the recruiting, but also changing some of the policies that have been in place that seem to be super permissive of criminals in this case. And you don't have to look past the Gold Dome to see that that has been the trend in Colorado for many years now. But we're at a place where a school district has overruled a police department and disagreed with them in terms of whether or not an event can be held. And I think one of the things that I just found fascinating was that after having made the decision to cancel it, despite what Aurora PD says, the uh, Aurora spokesperson puts out um, that the cancellation should not make district families feel unsafe to attend or participate in sporting events, and that, quote, this was a concern about a specific event on a specific date and location. Now, my guess is that information either came to them from the police department or was discussed between them, and Aurora PD did not believe that that rose to the level of shutting an event down. And you know Aurora PD would do it if they could, right? Um, I really want someone from Aurora PD to uh, – Billy, I don't know if we have the ability at the last minute here. Maybe Dustin Zvonik will know this, Councilman Dustin Zvonik. But we need to get someone from Aurora, if they're willing to talk about this, to explain the position that they were in. Maybe they can't reveal the social media thing because they're looking into it. I don't care. I'm just fascinated by the idea that the second largest police department in the state with some of the best trained, best equipped, best performing cops out there say, hey, we got this. And the school district says, disagree. We just don't believe you. And you can't use Overland High School for this game. Is this a one off? Is this a broader comment on what's going on in Cherry Creek? Is this a broader comment about what school administrators are doing on things like masks and mandates and when to open up schools and valedictorians and class rank and when to hold events? 303-696-1971. My name's George Brockler. I'm filling in for the great Peter Boyles. You're listening to 710 KNUS. George Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles here at 710 KNUS. No morning can be complete until we're made smarter about what's going on in the financial markets and no person really on the planet better to do that than Brian Gray. Brian, how are you and what in the heck is going on out there? I don't know, George, but I tell you what, we rely on technology way too much. I'm uh, sitting here with no internet. Billy just had to give me the numbers, but hey, we're going to get through this. So we got all three indexes currently positive. Dow's up 222, Nasdaq's up 83, and the S&P's down 24. This is after we came off of uh, some down uh, numbers yesterday. Once again, George, and we talked about this a little bit last week, it's all about uncertainty. With the war, with oil, that shot back up briefly to over $110 a barrel, I believe, after dropping below 100 so you can see how fast that can swing. And then just the unknown, just the uh, supposed, I want to call it a truce, but it's not a truce. Obviously, that got uh, vetoed there. Right. So a, a lot of things going on out there. People, they, the hardest part right now is the emotions. Um, you know, we're down about 5 to 8%, depending on which index you take a look at for the year. But in one week, we can make that back, and we can come back 1% or 2%. So it's all a matter of just staying in there, staying balanced, uh, asking the right questions. If you don't ask the questions, you're not going to get the answers. 
So if any of your listeners want to talk to Alpine Planning Group, give us a call. We'd love to sit down and talk with you. Brian, reading the tea leaves if you can, and I know nobody can ever guess what's coming, but as you look at what the Fed is talking about doing in terms of raising interest rates, and if you had waited to refinance your house, you probably don't want to wait anymore. I mean, you got to do it. What do you expect, and how do you think it's going to impact the market? Well, it's going to the, the market for a large part has a lot of it already built in cuz they've gotten or uh, they've received advance notice as far as mortgages that is definitely going to hurt the bar, uh, borrowing power of some people. So if you're even sitting on the fence right now and taking a look at uh uh some of these mortgage rates are out there now's the time to go ahead and take advantage of that. We're not mortgage brokers, but Right, right. It doesn't take, uh, it's not that hard to be able to take a look and see that rates are going up, which means your borrowing power is going to go down. Do do you sense that the volatility, and I'm going to use the term volatility, if you don't think it is, tell me the volatility in the market down yesterday, up 200 now. Do you sense that some of that is we're, we're doing battle between inflation and interest rates, trying to figure out how to keep this thing going, but not too fast, not overheat? Oh, absolutely. And then you got the Fed coming out saying that we need to raise rates quicker than what we are. So Mm. it's kind of like the perfect storm. You know, anytime anybody talks, once again, uh, the market's just looking for some communication. And if it's negative in their eyes, we're going to see that in the market. If it's positive, we're going to see it in a good way. So, um, you know, good questions there, George. Uh, A lot going on, but I do think rates are definitely going to be going up. Well, it's great, Brian, that you guys are out there with your finger on the pulse, not just of what's going on in the markets. You can stare at the markets all day long and try to come up with an answer, but to understand how world events and economic decisions made in D.C. have an impact on on your client stuff, that, that's fantastic. Alpine Planning Group is a comprehensive, I think we just proved that, financial planning firm committed to improving your long-term financial success. Investing is a matter of trust, and they are prepared to earn yours Call them at 303-843-0918 today. Brian Gray, thanks, my man. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC and registered investment advisor. Alpine Planning Group and Woodbury Financial Services, Inc. are not affiliated entities. 14 West Dry Creek Circle, Littleton, Colorado, 80120. Uh, George Brocker back with you here on 710 KNUS. Uh, Love talking with Brian about this stuff, especially as – Listen, I'm not ready to retire, and I'm not sure I'm ever going to be. And if you just if you remember, Pete is stepping away from the microphone here. Um, I still got plenty of tread left on this tire, but I am fascinated in talking with Brian and the Alpine Planning folks about how all of these things impact the market. Because like you, any retirement I have is somewhere in that stock market. Not all of it is. I'm, I'm not going to put it all in there, obviously, but uh, that that is fascinating to me. Um, there is this discussion we've been having about the Cherry Creek schools. And in the time that we have left, and, and forgive me, Billy, you told me how much we have left. I'm going to learn these things. I'm going to tattoo them on my arm so that I don't screw this up next time. What, what do we have left? Yeah, this, uh, let's see. We're doing music in just about 10 seconds from now. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, you, me, this topic of canceling the A. I'm also, by the way, interested in talking about uh, the Matthew Doloff thing. We talked about that in the six o'clock hour quite a bit as to what is going on. But your calls at 303-696-1971. Is public safety that bad? Is it so bad that we're canceling these events over the objection of not objection over the advice of law enforcement? In the next hour, we're going to have 
Aurora City Councilman Dustin Zvonik. But until that time, it's just you, me, this here red hot microphone. George Brock, we're filling in for the great Peter Boyles on 710. K-N-U, he can't stop it till I say it, S. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.